Right, like those footsteps that got erased by the sand. That's the etymology of the word, right? So it's gone. You can't retrace. In other words, here's the, here's the practical side of it. If you do this for someone, if you decide to forgive your mother or your brother or your sister or your husband or your wife or whoever, you decide to forgive someone then you can't bring up what they did and say, you remember when I forgave you? You remember when I forgave you? I'm so generous to you that I even forgave this. And I even forgave that. And that actually means you didn't forgive. Because when you forgive, the, the Arabic meaning of the word forgiveness actually literally has to do with covering or erasing. Covering or erasing. And this is not, I mean, I'm giving you the example of family. The forgiveness within family is talked about in Surah Al-Taghabu. Three words are used in sequence. وَإِن تَعْفُوا وَتَصْفَحُوا وَتَغْفِرُوا فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ غَفُرُوا Allah says about your spouses and your children, they can be enemies among them. They can create so much problem for you that they can become an enemy. What that means is they, take, they start taking you away from your religion. They start making you into a bad person. They start calling you towards haram. Your love for them is now challenging. It's either love for them or love for Allah. And you have to pick one. That's a huge trial to be in. And at that time, you can become so angry at them because they're acting like abusive towards you. And, you know, and they're, they're becoming an enemy to your religion. That can happen. And if that happens, what does Allah say? And even in that case, if you can what? Just cover up whatever offenses there are. Just cover it up. Meaning, if, they are, if, if you're able to overlook past mistakes, and they're making reform. This is not about continuous abusers. If they're, if they're ma- over, you know, making their changes, if you cover up, number one. وَتَصْفَحُ is a remarkable word. And he says, then turn the page. Now, there's one thing that something's on a piece of paper, you erased it. It was written in pencil. You erased it. Then you did what? You turned the page. Now, turn the page means you can't see it anymore. They can't see it anymore. And if they, even if they try to bring it up, I feel so bad about what I... No, 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 no. The page has already been what? Turned. The page has already been turned. And then he says, وَتَغْفِرُ And you cover. And you co- and literally, تَغْفِرُ means cover. What that means is, if other people try to bring it up, you cover it up and say, we're not talking about that. That's over with. That's, I don't know what you're talking about, because it's erased. And I'm not even on that page. And we're never going to bring this up again, because you're going to cover it up. وَتَغْفِرُ Then Allah is forgiving. فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ غَفُورُ so he says, this this second quality, this second quality, the first quality being those who spend when it's easy, when it's hard. The second quality being they're able to suppress the, the, the unruly parts of their anger. They're able to control rage. Not just their own, but even those around. They're not a, they don't get riled up by what's going on around them. Okay? They don't react to other people. There's two kinds of rage, by the way, I forget, forgot to mention. There's rage that's inside of you. And there's rage that other people instigate into you. So you could be on your own sitting in your living room and there's a fire burning inside your head. There's that kind of rage. And then there's you were completely fine until you talk to a couple of people and you're like, what? Right? And Al-Ghayr kind of covers both. You on your own are able to suppress and you even, you don't get instigated by others. You don't get fired up because you had conversations with others. Because Allah says in the Quran, They should pardon. They should turn the page. Wouldn't you love Allah would forgive you? Wallahu yuhibbul muhsineen. 
is even better than the ayah before. The ayah before offered heaven. Now Allah offers something way bigger than heaven. He offers not just the title of muttaqeen, He offers the title of al-muhsineen, those who do their very best, the excellent ones. And then on top of that, He doesn't just say He rewards them, or He will forgive them. He says He loves them. And Allah in fact, He loves al-muhsineen. Wallahu yuhibbu al-muhsineen. That's what you get out of this. It's a very powerful spiritual incentive that Allah put inside of this mindset. You know, Look at the logical continuity and I'll wrap up. The first thing was, they are charitable. When you're charitable, it opens up your heart. It softens your heart to the plight of other people. As a result of that, you have better control over things that make your heart hard. Like what? Like anger. So even though you have anger, it never goes out of control. It, you know, it, the rage doesn't take over you. Because you do something that keeps softening your heart. The thing is, you and I are watching, in, in the media, we're addicted to watching terrible news all the time that hardens our hearts. And we're addicted to consuming uh, you know, the world of social media commentary. We're addicted to consuming videos and memes and things, it's either making fun of people or insulting someone or criticizing someone, people talking against others. That's all we're doing is pointing at other human beings' flaws or making fun of them. That's all we're doing constantly, constantly. Or we're enraged about someone or something. There's rage, there's condescension, there's arrogance. All these things that our eyes experience, but the effect isn't just on our eyes or our ears. The effect is straight onto a hardened heart. And that hardened heart is less and less charitable and it's less and less capable of forgiving. Less and less capable of suppressing anger. By the way, if someone is not able to control their anger, the third one is impossible, isn't it? For, forgetting something that happened? No way! How do you want me to forget that? You want me to let that go? No! No! I won't let that go. There's another group of people that's remarkable. They're remarkable for another reason. And that reason is they're able to suppress and swallow their rage. They're able to swallow rage. And this phrase, you know, in the context of the seerah, you have to understand, first of, the first example of that according to Imam Razi is the Prophet himself, He's extremely furiated, angry, frustrated, hurt, saddened by what happened to the Sahaba. Not just what happened to him, more importantly, what happened to Hamza radiallahu anhu. And the words that came out of his mouth I discussed with you before. The kind of frustration that he experienced on the day of Uhud, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah says the first quality they're able to suppress the, the, the anger. They're able to swallow that anger. And that the first demonstration of that was the Prophet himself, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The second part of this is we did suffer te terrible loss. And it was a, re a result of some archers that left their position. Now everybody else who suffered loss or whose family member got killed, like they, you come home with the, not the news of victory, but you come home with the corpse of the father, the brother, the husband, the son, right? And you know, what happened? How did this happen? Well, the archers left their, which, the archers left their position. Who? My neighbor? He's one of the archers? How are you going to look at that neighbor now? Every time you look at him, you're the reason my uncle's dead. You're the reason this happened. Every time you see the Prophet's injured face, you look, you're sitting in the khutbah and you're listening to the Prophet and you're looking at this guy like, like you're, and those people are just sinking in there. 
in their spots. You understand? Because it's a very difficult position to be, those, ar those archers, after this has happened. You understand? And so there's an anger and a rage. And people are discussing it, right? After the war happens, people are discussing what happened. Oh my God, I can't believe these people. And, this, and Allah says, in that moment, instead of focusing on your pain, you need to what? Suppress anger. What that means is not only are they able to suppress their anger, they're able to do so not barely, but they put their foot down and really put a lid on themselves. They're able to have self-control. And what that, this ayah, the wording of the ayah suggests is Allah made human beings capable of controlling their feelings. So you, you and I, doesn't matter who we are, we don't get to say, I had no control over my emotions. I lost it. No, we didn't lose it. Because Allah made us capable of what? Qadmul ghayf. He made us capable of suppression or, or, or control. Now, but, but then again, I didn't answer the harder question, which is, well, how are you supposed to suppress anger? There's a legitimate anger. Even the Prophet ﷺ felt angry, you know? So the, the way to understand this problem, first, let's look at the word anger that Allah has used in this ayah. Let's look at it a little bit deeper. Then we'll look at the word suppression, kavim. We'll look at that a little bit deeper and we'll put those two things together and try to figure out what we can get from this ayah about our anger, about how we can live this ayah and run towards Jannah by controlling our anger. Right, because at the end of the day, what is this connected to? Protecting yourself, muttaqeen. The, the, the people of taqwa who control their anger, who suppress their anger, which means if we can do this, we're actually... Assalamu alaikum warahmatullah. If you enjoyed this video, please do share it with friends and family. If you want to see more videos from this series, click on the box at the top. If you want to see other videos, click on the box at the bottom. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Thanks.